0: The supreme need of our time is for men to learn to live together in peace and harmony.
1: I have directed
2: the continued and increased close surveillance of Cuba and its military buildup. This is a strong nation. This is a compassionate nation. This is a decent nation. And this is a nation that will not let terrorists
3: change our way of life. And with eyes fixed on the horizon and God's grace upon us. We carried forth that great gift of freedom and delivered it safely to future generations. Welcome to The American Perspective, a show dedicated to facts, explanations, and the voice of real Americans. I'm your host, Joshua Newmark, and joining me today from Prescott, Arizona, is Ron and Joseph Paul. Thank you guys for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, June is Pride Month for the LGBT community. Its worldwide celebrations are mixed with colorful displays of people, parties, sex, and drugs. What message is this sending? What do you guys think?
1: I I don't know that there's an intended message, I I think, in a lot of ways for a number of individuals celebrating gay pride is celebrating themselves, particularly individuals that have lived lives uh, where they couldn't be themselves or just finding out about themselves. Uh, People who have been bullied throughout their teen years, and I think pride is a way of feeling good about yourself. I think it's more about yourself than really trying to project an image to others.
3: That's a fair point.
2: Joseph Paul. You know, gay pride is, is a wonderful time for people to come out in unity, straight, gay, whatever in between, uh, young, old, to celebrate. Uh, it has evolved from its origin of we need to do something so we can acknowledge who we are with the public. Uh, I realize there's parts of it that have gone sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Unfortunately, that is what the public sees, you know, because it's entertainment. Um, I know a lot of my friends attend Pride or have attended Pride because now I can see someone else like me, and it allows me to come out of the closet But at the same time, do you dress and drag? Do you do all this other stuff, but that's what the public sees? So they assume that three of us do the same stuff in private or whatever. They don't see that there's doctors, lawyers, Indian chiefs who are gay and proud or have families. They don't get to see the other part of Pride, which is the events that happen afterwards, which is the families and the events. It's just not the parade. And so I have very mixed feelings on it.
3: Yeah, as do I. Um, This month, there's been a lot of news coverage. A lot of it has mostly... It's mostly been negative. Um, There's the child drag queens. One of them has been said to be stripping in one of the clubs. Uh, You had in D.C. where girls were going up to police cars and they were twerking and jumping on the cars Um, the media and maybe that's where this lays um, is portraying this image of debauchery and immorality and how do we change that is there something that maybe people could be changing or reeling it back
2: I don't know if we could change that per se because then we're imposing on freedoms in a sense but at the same time I think as a culture we're not taking responsibility that we're projecting onto the rest of the world Uh, it's not that I should tell you what to do or what you to do but there's a child basically a minor doing something and I turn my back am I no different from allowing that to happen and then the media sees it and they immediately think you're doing it and you're doing it and I'm doing it because that's all they see and then we can't get upset with the public or the Christian groups for being upset because if I was in their shoes, how would I react if that's all I saw? And the fact that I don't step up, why would I want my child to do that or your child? No matter if you're gay or straight, why do I want to see that on the news Mm. all the time and just having a conversation with some people about some subject like this? And one person turned to me and go, oh, I just assume you all do that. And and I said, why? says because it's on the news Mm -hmm. it's all they see and so they're kind of shocked when we don't do these stereotypical kind of things or the things they see or or how they see us from that perspective you know i went and did something what was the oh she goes you're acting like a straight guy i go what do you mean well i went into my room to get a shirt to put on and i had worn it the day before she goes my brother does that and he's straight but you're gay shouldn't you be i said you need to stop there I'm no different from anyone else. But the other thing was based on this image and idea of who anybody is, especially a gay person. Mm. And um, the media kind of throws me with this image because if I was raising a child, what if my child saw that and go, gee, my parents are gay. Is that going to be me?
1: Right. Yeah. it's... Well, it's unfortunate that's what gets portrayed. And people are going to generalize from what they see. And people who don't... No, gay individuals don't have a friend or a family member who's gay. <clears throat> Where else are they going to uh, learn from? They're going to learn from what they might see on TV. So,
3: yeah, you know, one of the things that I was even thinking about over the past week, I've I've interviewed a few groups of people. Um, most that I've interviewed have said that some things could change because again, what's being portrayed is what's in public. So should pride change from what it is and become a private event, you know, there's what, are you, what it's called, the, the white parties you okay. know, in, in, uh, in California and New York, those don't have media, you know? So what goes on behind closed doors doesn't really get repeated. So it's. I mean, would that be a fair, you know, a fair thing to change?
2: Well, you know, because I was talking to somebody earlier about this subject, and they go, you know, we forget that pride started because it was a way of, here we are, we're not hiding, kind of stuff, and it's evolved. But again, I go back to even as a community, is it, when do we step up to saying you're sending the wrong message to the public because we know the media wants sensationalism, Mm -hmm. okay? We've always known that. Then why aren't we stepping up and saying, okay, you want to show all this? Show this or push back somehow. Uh, If they want sensationalism, then let the doctors and lawyers and Indian chiefs do something that catches their attention and saying, we're as normal as the rest of you. We're not all dressing up and we're not all doing these things and we're not doing it to our children, okay? But we're going to have to, as a part of our own society, step up and saying we've had enough of this image. We can't just sit back all the time. And, and then get upset because my neighbor thinks, well, when the lights go down, I'm in there dressing up, or my kid is going to do something, or we're all doing whatever, but it's not true. But how are they going to know it?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, guilt by association. So, Ron, what do you think?
1: Well... I don't know what's wrong with dressing up. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh,
0: that's different. I, I, <laughs> I,
1: I, I think a lot of it is celebrating uh, what people feel inside about themselves and, and the, the whole idea of uh, drag queens and dressing up. I mean, that is a big part of the gay community and uh but not everybody does that Mm -hmm. as a matter of fact it's probably a minority of individuals who are gay who do that Um, most of us don't have that talent actually (laughs) sure yeah (laughs) it (laughs) takes a it it takes a a lot lot of of talent (laughs) it's a lot of work but i think there's a fascination with it across for everybody the the idea of being entertained by drag queens, uh straight people have been enjoying that form of entertainment for decades mm-hmm. in this country.
3: Yeah, which is completely true. Even here in Prescott, there's a twice a year drag show that is sold out over the two or three nights and the majority of the attendees straight are locals. Women. Yeah. <laughs> you know, visitors out of town, but they're all straight. Um But when you know when it comes to dressing,
2: and I wish somehow the media would shift one day, is that even though we can say a lot of men may do drag or occasionally kind of drag, that's a very small percent. The largest percent is how many men that are basically straight that are cross dressers and nobody knows it. Mm-hmm. You know oh, yeah. when I had that business in Phoenix, we belonged to a private club. There's over six hundred members, and eighty to eighty five percent are straight men. And they're all dressing. So when you're going home in your nice little neighborhood and there's that nice little grandfather next door, you have no
3: idea if at night he's dressing up like from the 50s. But that also goes into my original point was shouldn't pride be behind closed doors? Now you could maybe separate it where you have the pride uh, parade. That could be in the public, but should have some kind of standard. And then you have the pride event, which would be something that people just don't see because that's when anything can happen and, it, and it's up to those attending, you know. But what good, are your thoughts? Good question.
2: I, I'm just assuming that the moment we say we have to do or not do something, somebody's gonna say you're infringing on my rights. Um, but again, I think as a community if you don't speak up or if I don't speak up, it will continue. And again, my neighbor is going to see me like those little parts that we do see. The 10% that gets all the attention and 90% that goes away. You and I belong to the 90%. Um, but no one sees it or rarely sees it, except maybe your neighbor gets to see it because they know you. Or my neighbor sees it because they know me. Because they will go, do you do that stuff I saw in the news? Well, no, but I had a business, but I don't do that. But just because somebody dresses up occasionally or for a party, that's private. And besides, if we want to bring the whole community into this, when you're looking at the LGBTQ community, we don't do half as much as the other community does. We just seem to be the target. I just say that from my experience in Phoenix, we're the target which keeps it off them. And that other side is bigger than the world knows, which is the straight, bisexual, cross-dressing community is very large, but it's not a media thing.
1: We are, we're the entertainment value. And, and I, I would have to disagree with the notion of pride being a private thing. Uh, I, I think it, I, I think that goes against the whole idea behind pride, is being out and being proud mm-hmm. of yourself as a gay or lesbian individual. Um, Now, when we mention lewd acts or things that are illegal involving children in sexual activities, that's a whole different issue in my mind, and that
3: shouldn't be condoned by anybody. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you get into a point where it becomes child abuse. Yes. Now, let's talk about the history or what pride is meant to be because in, in my opinion, I don't think it's what it used to be. And I got interested to see maybe what's online, what is pride and and Wikipedia had a definition and it said, gay pride is the positive stance against discrimination and violence toward lesbian, gay, bisexual and transgender people. promote their self-affirmation, dignity, equality, rights, and increase their visibility as a social group. Build the community and celebrate sexual diversity and gender variance. Pride, as opposed to shame and social stigma, is the predominant outlook that bolsters most LGBT rights and their movements throughout the world, and June was chosen as the official month to commemorate the Stonewall riots. Now, given even that definition it doesn't really reflect what we're seeing today so there's a difference between pride and having pride in oneself and who you are which we all do that on an everyday basis if you're an american you fly your flag you are just proud to be an american you can wear red white and blue and so you've got the the gay flag that some people fly or they wear red you know the rainbow jewelry or maybe have a sticker on the car so Given what is at a Pride event today, how does this definition apply?
1: You know, it's hard for me to answer that question because I'm not a huge participant in Pride events. I can't uh, remember the
3: last time I went to a Pride parade. But you've at least seen on the media or what's been talked about as to what's going on. I haven't actually. I haven't
1: seen any stories depicting what you were talking about in the introduction Uh, that doesn't mean they're not there it's just that I haven't seen it Um, you know years ago when I was would be involved in in being a part of pride activities in, in my much younger years it was just a part of being out partying having fun uh, and, and I would guess that a lot of the gay individuals that celebrate during Pride, they're out having fun. It's an excuse to get out and have fun. Not that they don't do it at other times, but... Uh,
3: yeah, I would tend to agree with you just on that word alone, is that it's an excuse. Yeah. You know, um, I, I don't see people today paying the respect or homage to those that came before them in a respectful way. Um, but Joseph?
2: who I have mixed feelings on this subject because of my exposure in Phoenix. I mean, I, understand, I had friends that were at Stonewall and they told me all about what happened. So I understand our history and why we went forward and why we wanted to do Pride and, and, and to have that sense of, I'm part of this community, I'm here to stay. But then these other subcultures started developing over the last just say ten years from now, you know, where we have, you know, we're adding a letter, we have Q at the end of this now, and yeah. we have people who are not quite sure and we have transsexuals and we have cross dressers. Well, when all of this started to surface, what happened to us a long time ago by the straight community harassing us, we're now doing it to them. Mm-hmm. The, the gay community was picking on the Q. And the transsexual and the crossdresser, because they didn't know what to do with them, and of any group that would know what it was like to be persecuted, would be us in a sense going through all of this. And yet we didn't. We turn around and we started persecuting because if you tell me you're wearing a dress, if you you've got to be gay. If not, you're bisexual. You can't be straight. I mean, we just were putting these horrible labels on people. And it took a while before you started to see more acceptance, but. You know, it was like this reverse role playing kind of thing, and mm-hmm. the respect disappeared. You know, I should know as a gay man what it's like for him to go through if he was straight dressing up, because I went through that pain myself. But we forget, we've kind of wiped out our history in our head.
3: You know, it's kind of gone away, so it's okay for me to now pick on him. It seems to be something that we're doing across the board in America. We're forgetting where we came from in order to avoid repeating past mistakes. So keeping that in mind uh, and given the history, why has Pride evolved into a carnival of sorts with displays of nudity drugs extreme promiscuity? How do you view that or do you disagree?
1: Well, like I said, I haven't participated in gay Pride events for several years, so. I I wouldn't know. I, I would say back to Joseph's last comment, I, I think the 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 community, the gay community, is not one thing. And it's it's a number of different things, different people who have very different uh, needs and very different desires and I don't know when you go back to Stonewall that was about gay men I believe being persecuted at that bar by police New York City police um, the The community didn't represent all the different diverse groups and, and I think in this country we have a we have a tendency to overgeneralize okay we'll 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 call one thing, or all of those all of those letters in the acronym, and call that one thing. It's not. It's very different
3: communities. Do you think that at some point, in, we're gonna get to too many labels, too many acronym letters, too many descriptions? Why can't we be
0: one?
1: That's a good question. I, I think it's almo- are already almost too many different layers. I think it's hard for people to understand because there are so many different things, and uh, what gets portrayed in the media are, are small pieces and slices of that. Whether that be in a movie or a sitcom, uh, it's it's one individuals experience in time and and all of this changes over time too I I think the gay community is vastly different today than certainly when I came out 40 years ago
3: yeah Joseph what do you think where are we
2: I I think we're getting lost because you know like you're saying I mean we have LGBT now we're adding Q we're gonna have to add another letter at some point because of the diversity I don't know what tomorrow's gonna bring. There's another, when you keep seeing these different groups and I know there's more than this. Some are nice enough to stay sort of, like you say, they do their own stuff and they do have a label, but they don't want to be necessarily part of this even though they are part of it.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: You know, but at the same time, if we look at our entire culture, not, not just the gay culture, our entire society these letters and more letters apply to what is ever happening in this, we'll just say the U.S. for now, in our our country, of this extreme wanting to explore and experiment. So we're creating new letters all the time and new things, and it's going further. You sometimes wonder when we're finally going to say, I think we need to stop. Mm -hmm. You know, being a proud gay man, or a proud gay lesbian, or a bisexual or transsexual cue and all these other letters that are coming, which is fine. I think it's, we forget that we are also, if we take it from a country, we're proud Americans. Mm -hmm. Okay, but we live on this planet. We should be proud human beings. Mm -hmm. And I think we forget that part of ourselves that, because you've traveled and I've done some traveling, you've done some traveling, no matter where you go, when you really talk to people, we all have the same identical thoughts and feelings and concerns that we don't need to be labeled as a certain something from a country. We're just all human beings and we forget to respect that. And then now we have all these labels, so now, okay, you're a lesbian and I'm a gay man, that makes it slightly different. No, we're still human beings. Who we decide to date or to marry should have no difference on who I am as a person, and and I think we're missing that. We're just kind of going swinging so far. And as we swing so far, the other side's going, I don't understand this. Mm -hmm. I can't blame them for being concerned or upset because we're swinging so far. I kind of wonder when
1: we're gonna stop and say, we're all human beings, no matter of. I think that's a great point. My background is working with people with disabilities. And uh, one of the things people with disabilities often have a hard time overcoming is people viewing them from the perspective of their disability and not as a person and you know I would always say a person with a disability is a person mm-hmm. and you need to get to know the person the disability really doesn't make any difference and, and we're, we're kind of having the same conversation here a person who is gay is a person Right. being gay is, is, is a part of that person but it doesn't necessarily define the person.
3: You know, that's an excellent point. And to add to that, there's a lot of people that say, instead of being a human being or an American, they're gay and they have to act a certain way. They have to fit into that stereotype. So why is that necessary? I've I've never felt that.
1: I've never felt like I have to act a certain way within the gay community um, I'm a, I've always been myself so I, I just don't <laughs> I, I I just don't understand that now there there is there is being camp
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and that is definitely uh, a thing that uh, that a number of gay folks share but being camp is fun I I mean it, it it's 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 stretching design stretching mannerisms sometimes it's you know that that word queer well that's something that gay guys would call each other Mm -hmm. and it was actually a word used to make fun of individuals who are gay by the community well we kind of took that on as our word you know for each other or uh you know, getting in a conversation and ass- uh, assuming some of the affect that straights used to joke about gay, you know, gay jokes and and how uh, straight community would uh, uh, imitate a gay person, like a guy's who's effeminate, um, and 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 we would take that on in conversations as a fun thing, but it's. It's camp. It's not, it's not necessarily real. Mm-hmm. And I've never felt the need to camp it up. What I would call it camp it up just to fit in. Because actually most people, that's not their thing. I mean, they're not. But
2: look way. at, it, take the public's view and just get rid of the media. But look at what they have to see when these characters when you look at Movies mm-hmm. And the number one on TV was Will and Grace. You know, we had that mixed character on there, but that was still the one that most people say was very typical. Right. You know, it's entertaining. He was funny as hell. But people see him more because he is the target. He's the funny one. He's mm-hmm. the, can- or the campy one. Mm-hmm. And they remember him. I remember him because he was funny. Yeah. You know, so I will look at it differently. But... Th- and it was on for a long time, so they're seeing this, and I know that they were trying to present maybe two sides of it and, and present some sense of normalcy, if you want to say that, uh, to this concept, but that is the public's attention or what they get to see f- from
3: our world. You know, image is everything, and one of the questions that I brought up throughout some of the other interviews this this week, image reigns supreme in America it's all about the brand if Starbucks changed its brand to something that was very unattractive the product was very weak or bland nobody would buy the product so by pride being portrayed the way it is and that people are seeing do you think that that's making it difficult for people to buy the product? Could be,
2: because that is advertising mm-hmm. in a sense where the media shows the parade. It focuses on what could be entertaining or otherwise it'd be boring. It's, it's almost like um, my friend's going to watch uh, a car race and part of it is to see if his car will crash. It's there for the sensationalism and not the race itself per se, or because they're all drinking. Um, Because I went to one and that's what we were doing. We were just watching and see if somebody went by and crashed and we just drank. The the interest in the actual race and pride is no different. It is an event and the media is hoping for something to get the attention so they can then focus on it. And that becomes the branding for it. And they're not gonna turn to see him in the audience watching with his partner are you out there watching, um, and knowing that we all might be nurses? And lo- they won't because it's not interesting. Mm-hmm. So it does become branding, as you're saying, because it's TV and it's the truth.
1: And I would be surprised if members of the gay community understood that they're 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 selling something to the public. I I don't think. That's a good point. I in in from my experience, when I'm together with folks in the gay community, we're just out there talking, enjoying ourselves, having time as leisure time. You know, it's not. There's not this. I, I've never heard of this this agenda, so to speak, to try to uh, capitalize on an image to sell to straight America I just don't see that well no it's not,
3: it's not meant as an intentional selling point but when the community as a whole s- steps out and says we're fighting for acceptance we're fighting for equality we want everyone to see us and when you've got a large section of the country that is seeing you, you want that image or that brand to portray what you're actually about.
1: You know, from a political standpoint I understand that but I think most folks in the community don't think it through that far um, to tell you no the, the truth yeah, I, I, I think and particularly when I see kids today that are coming out, they are struggling with themselves, struggling with their family, struggling with peers. They have a hard time seeing beyond their own struggles to think bigger.
2: You know, and that's a good point because you would think that we're now in the 21st century. High schools have gay organizations, colleges have, I mean, there's all this information for people and yet the younger generation is struggling so much. I saw it as if they're not sure. It's not the fact that, okay, their hormones cooked in and they might like a guy. They're not, it's okay, I might like a guy or I'm not sure if I want to be this or maybe I'm really queer or maybe I'm re- there's too much
1: information. So they're so confused that it kind of changes every six months. Mm-hmm. And the suicide rate. I, <gasps> there was a kid, I'm from Wichita, Kansas and I was back there recently uh, the spring, and in the news was this high school student who killed himself in the bathroom at high school. Right. He was gay, struggling, didn't have any support, bullied by peers, and that's what happened. And and that's not a unique story, right? Mm-hmm. No, it's and happened. so, if you're having these thoughts, feelings about yourself that you're different. And you're, you're you're you see what happens
3: I'd be scared to death yeah And know that's why I think all of this is tied together if pride was was different and it became an eye-opening experience for parents and and people coming out maybe there wouldn't be suicide rates that are high because dad is terrified that his son is gay and kicks him out or you know a daughter comes out as a lesbian and they're thrown out and then that turmoil begins it all starts with an image
1: but I think it has to go beyond pride it can't be this one celebration a year Mm -hmm. you know it's kind of like Easter and Christmas (laughs) right No, it's 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 got to be perpetual something that throughout the year that we try to increase the understanding that you know whether you like it or not there are kids who are different and they're different yeah. sexually and however you choose to believe that that happens it doesn't negate the fact that it's there and people are getting hurt but back to what you
2: said I know of a particular case where this young boy had come out to his parents okay they were struggling but they were trying to understand the best they could the father was having the most trouble but he was trying okay six months later pride hits TV and we know what part hits TV and the mm-hmm. father happened to see it the father cornered his son and goes no son of mine is ever and he went down this whole list because yep. of what he saw, you know, wanted to put his son in therapy. He gave his son, he said he was trying to protect his son, but he gave him such a hard time because the support disappeared and the mother was struggling because of the father because of this image that he saw. And then he had saw something else again on the media that six months later, the boy committed suicide. Mm-hmm. And the mother didn't blame the father. She blamed television yeah. because it changed mm-hmm. the fa- Now it's the father's responsibility, but he saw something he didn't understand. And he goes oh god my son is going to end up like what i just saw right which could be what you just hearing about kids doing things and parents minds go in strange directions because they're afraid they're afraid for their child and they know that if they grow up this way they're going to have unusual challenges or they're going to be abused in some way or beaten up and so out of their own ignorance of trying to protect their child they do harm because they don't know how to do this. I'm not saying that happens everywhere. I just know of this one particular one and the fact that media had some kind of an influence on someone who didn't know how to handle the information and then seeing their son who was a little on the feminine side. So the father immediately went toward my son, that image, A plus B equals C and whambo, he just went the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. And you talked about suicides and that I just happen to know somebody in this county and he told me that there are more suicides than you realize and never hit the media because they don't want it to hit the media and a lot of it has to do with gay boys yeah. committing suicide and then a counselor came out recently to do a, a talk that in the last 10 years there's been the steady increase in depression and suicides especially among gay men. Now it could apply, he said, to other parts of our culture and society. And the only thing he could find that happened that really changed in ten years, were phone apps, where everything is not real. Sure. And then reality kicks in, and now being faced with. I would hate to be a kid growing up at this time trying to identify who
3: I am.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: It can't be easy. No. You know, and this is an excellent time. Uh, we'll take a quick break, um, and listen to us uh, to my. A conversation with Barbara and her son, Dustin, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the American Perspective. Joining me today are Barbara and Dustin, mother and son from New Jersey. Thank you both for being with me today. How are you?
4: Good, how are you? I'm
3: good. Great. So to the discussion that's been going on today, um, and this is, you know, one part that everyone else is going to be listening into, is gay pride. Uh, this year has really been out of control as far as what the media is portraying it. Uh, there's been children or child drag queens. Uh, some of them are reported to actually be stripping. You've got men in assless chaps that are taking seven-year-olds hand-in-hand through the parade. What are some of the viewpoints that you have on gay pride, Dustin? What do you think? Um, I
4: have a feeling about gay pride. It is not necessarily to do with the um, askless chats and the other community that is a uh, corporate group, but more to do with the community as a whole and uh, defining what equality means, the corporate sponsorship of pride, and like organizations and groups participating in pride, in uh, themselves.
3: Do you think that the media is? You know, specifically portraying some of this instead of, you know, really what they should be portraying. I do. And now, most would say that the 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 media at this point is liberal. So, do you think that there's an issue there?
4: I I don't think I'm not as so political as some people are going to focus on what is going to bring attention. Yeah. Um, I'm from Philadelphia's Gay Pride uh, this year, and this is my first time ever watching. And I know they're recording it. I jumped up and actually, like, waved at the camera. I'm not sure if I made it on the news, because Mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. Um, I was in my sweaty running tank top from the uh, 5K before um, and looked a mess. So if I did not make it on camera, that's probably through the (laughs) dust. But in terms of focusing on, um, I mean it seems like the attention focuses is on the leather community. I mean it's also focusing on that, I mean, people are in attire that is out of the societal norm. So in and of itself, seeing it is it's eye grabbing, it's going to get you to pay
3: attention and watch. It's an interesting but view on it, yeah. Barbara, go ahead.
5: But it's not going to Present the gay community in the way I think it would like to be portrayed. Um, It's very difficult to watch some of these over-the-top costumes, outfits, when you're marching with children, when you're showing this on TV, um, on Twitter, and social media. I don't
4: think Pride is family-friendly. I mean, you can start there.
5: That's why I wasn't gonna let you go. Well, I don't think I don't think it's family friendly. It's not a place to take children, and should be able to be a place where you can take children. And the gay community needs to start stepping up and monitor how uh, the community is being portrayed by the people in the community as well as the media. Um, I don't have a lot of respect uh, for that segment of, and I don't know if it's the community or what community is, uh, when they have the leather masks on and the dog leashes and going up to children, and Josh, you had mentioned, um, you know, the uh, drag queens, the children drag queens, uh, to me, that's abuse.
3: Right, and I agree.
5: It, it, it's offensive, abusive, and it gives people the you know people that are not in the community the impression that you know the gay community is into children, uh, pedophilia, S and M, and they may be, but but it's it's not the way I think it should be portrayed.
3: Um, yeah, i rarely. That, that that's exactly, you know, the point that, that at least I've been trying to resonate. Um, every, there's a time and place for everything and everything in its place. But in the same yeah. respects, if the gay community as a whole is trying to gain acceptance in, the, in, in America or in the world, um, and you're still having um, a vast majority of, of Christians, I'm not trying to get religious... But when you're trying to overcome the obstacles and the separation, um, by by forcing more and that, more and more of that into everybody's face, it, it does become a morally questionable view, not saying it's right or wrong, it's not my place. But Dustin, even with the events that you've been to, can you, do you think that there's some moral questioning involved or that it should just be free to go?
4: Um, I mean, I haven't witnessed, like, I went to going to be fired in 2017. Um, and I saw people that were naked, like, walking down the street. Um, and in Philadelphia, that would never happen. I mean, we have, um, the Philadelphia Naked bike ride, but that's a completely different story. That's not a part of Um, but, you know, I... I mean, that was kind of shocking, just seeing, like, people just walking without clothing and, um, in a public space.
3: Which is illegal.
4: Time, in nope. San Francisco, it's not. But, um, it was the thing that I turned my mind around that, like, this happened. I wasn't really sure how I felt about it. I, and. Um, I take it with the message of um, how do you say body positivity. Mm -hmm. So I I think the intentions are to be empowering instead of sexual. But people can attach sexual meanings to anything. True. I'm sure you're very well aware of that.
3: Yeah. We and we're all guilty of that. So do you think though overall? that the views on Pride are negative or positive, given the media attention and what they're actually showing people?
4: I think the media focuses on the negative and the people of themselves, they focus on the positive.
3: Barbara, what do you but...
5: think? Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm listening to this and I'm just trying to think of what I have seen and understand about pride. I guess I would want to hear and see and learn about the many accomplishments of the gay community. I would like for them to be able to walk with dignity and, and, you know, publicize charitable works or, you know, things that they do that are positive rather than the Freakish aspect um, of that community because that is never going to bring people towards you, it's going to push people away. And there's so much more to the gay community than the bizarre, Um, and and that you don't see in pride. So,
4: I mean, you do, but but the camera's not going to focus on what's not bizarre, it's not going to get, yeah.
3: But the question would be, too. should that even be there in the first place? I mean, if it's for pride, um, the whole point of that was the overcoming of the sixties and seventies, you know, Stonewall, um, uh, some of the other riots and issues. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're, you know, it would be, would you consider that to be the same thing if, uh, when Martin Luther King was like the Million Man March, those people were there out of pride of being Americans and they were trying to buck the system from segregation and abuse and, and other inequalities. So, I mean, we didn't
5: see bizarre. Right. It wasn't bizarre. So the, I guess the gay community has um, some introspection they need to be doing to figure out how they want to present themselves to to the rest of us um and and in terms of the gay men and women that i know they're not they're not the freaks they're not the bizarre ones Mm -hmm. they're normal regular people like anybody else with relationships and loves and pains and job stress
0: and
5: you know, the challenges of life that we all go through. Um, Your your choice of partners, just one part of who you are. It's not everything. And you don't really get to learn about all of the gay community at these types of parades. pride. It's not pride. It's degradation, I think, sometimes. And it's just the gay community is a beautiful community, and that's what they don't show uh, at these parades.
3: Yeah, it's it's a, a great view. Dustin, what do you think?
4: Um, I mean, she impacts a lot. I guess like I'm reflecting on um, what I see at parades, and like I guess I think like I like my and kind of, I guess like kind of segueing into coming out experience and just like life after coming out and like trying it into pride Like I would say from like night eighteen to like now, I would relate to like your gay like when you come out of the closet, it's like you go to the clothing store and you see all these like different kinds of like things to try on. And some things are going to, like, sort of fit, and like, other things, like, they be, like, really exciting, but you're probably not going to wear them that often. And then you're going to find, like, you know, a T-shirt or two that, like, fit, like, just right, and, like, you're going to have them look like, that's going to be, you know, what you wear. Um, I think, like, finding your place in and of the, um, in and of itself, like, is a really hard aspect for anybody and, like, any identity, but especially in the gay community because there are all these, like, Different factors are different. It's just so hard to navigate that. And I think a lot of people are not going to go on. I would say, like, I guess, the relationship style, like, if you're polyamory, if you're not a if, 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 um, if you are into the King community, if you are into the BDSM community, if you're into, if you're like Republican, Democratic, um, you know, Socialist, whatever you call it, um, I mean, like, there's a lot of different hats you get to wear and different kind of clothing you get to wear, but how it all fits onto you, it might not be the person that you, it might not be the person that right? you, um, I think that's very confusing. But so I well, guess me, what I see with all these pride parades are a lot of extreme groups, and a lot of people So then, I'm not really sure if I'm in Do I fit inside? Is the question that I have
3: all the time. And I'll take that a little bit further. So one of the things that all of my my friends always say is that gay pride's the day that everybody can get together, be one, you know, have pride in who we are, but... You know that's not true. Right. And, you and, know that's not true. Yeah, so, and, and not only is it because of, you know, one of the points that you brought up was, is there, whether it's a skin color difference, a body image issue, whatever it is, It even goes beyond that. Now it's a political issue. So there's this pride event where everybody supposedly together as a community is one, but I, you know, I'm a moderate Republican. I'm not welcome. I am not a part of that community. So is it really even a pride event and a day to be one, or is it just a big party?
4: I mean, it, it is a party. I mean, now it's a party. It didn't used to be a party. It used to have a purpose. And now it's a glorified day to drink, which I mean, I'm going to be partaking in as well, but right. um, a lot of people, a lot of younger people, they don't understand the content. I feel the people that are using social media and they like, trying to educational for their own self like gratification. Um, I think it takes away from the actual meaning for it. Um how do you say? I I mean I haven't understood this I mean that I was walking um, I was actually we're going to we to this I think we're setting to the story to again. But I uh, stumbled upon the deck march and I mean the original Like March had purpose but now what I saw was like you know bring socialism here and like a lot of alternative governmental opinions I don't agree with so if it was a pro-feminist or pro-woman uh pro lesbian like march or activity I'm all for it but when you start bringing in these like all public um political opinions that i don't think have any right to be in america they go against the entire foundation of what the country thought um so i let me me stop you
3: there though so it sounds like that that you and you were pretty close to agreeing on some topics but Pride in in you know if one supports pride, it's supposed to be there for all inclusive. So, do you think that there's some identity issues with pride?
4: It's true. I, I do. So I I I am um also like in um, a weird situation where I'm not really sure how I identify politically. No, but I'm not super left. I'm not super right. I'm kind of in the middle. Like, I see like, I try to see things and why people. I say I just want to people come to conclusions of video, you can't have a dialogue with anybody anymore because you just get screamed at. Like you can't, you get talked to, you're not talked to. It.
3: Yeah. So there's definitely some underlying issues, you know, with pride. Yeah. And um, Barbara, from what you've seen, you know, because you're you no. haven't been, so you're viewing things from the outside. Um, mm-hmm. knowing what things have gone, you know, or have been in the, in history, the marches, the movements, the equality, do you think that pride today and what we're seeing has possibly lost its identity?
5: I think it's absolutely lost its identity, but I think this nation as a whole, in a way has lost its identity. Mm-hmm. It's very faction. And when you say you feel like you don't, you know, you're a gay Republican or conservative and you don't feel a part of pride, that's sad to me because every gay person should feel that pride is for them. So there's something divisive in the gay community. There are things divisive in the non-gay community. Um, I I think we have all lost our way and it is evident in all sorts of groups. Um and communities. I mean the
4: message is literally like if you're not um if you're not an ultra liberal, hyper feminist, like socialist, um, like leading person, then you don't belong. Right. And I mean it's spit out by social media by interactions with people at bars or like other activities. And it's almost it's almost used as a privilege that if you are, you get a little piece of the pie that everyone's like eating. But I don't want that pie.
3: Yeah. You know, and and for me, so I, I just turned forty this year. So this podcast and my views on life, everything has really kind of come into question of, you know, where I, where do I want to be? Like you said, you're, you're finding your place. I have gone through the majority of my life where I never really felt like I fit in because I didn't, I never understood the life or the lifestyle. Um, I was brought up in a Republican home, um, not really raised Christian. I mean, my father's Jewish. My mother was raised Christian. I've sided more with Jewish religion now. Um, So there was never any of that that was, you know, pounding, you know, what to do in life. Both of my parents were law enforcement. My grandfather was in the military. Um, So I came from a very fairly conservative family, but nobody cared that I was gay. Nobody. I never had that problem. Um, Going through school, it was something kind of new in the 90s. So Mm -hmm. I never felt the need to go to pride or to be a part of anything because my pride was being an American. Um, So I always, I I like to listen to everybody's viewpoints because I'm another person like yourself, Barbara. I'm kind of looking in and I'm watching everybody else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And it definitely makes me distance, you know, from the quote unquote community. So,
4: well, but I mean, like I need pride and I know you, you don't go to events, but you need pride too, because you, you think that you, you identify as an American and people around you accept you, but you have to realize that you can't hold another man's hand and walk down the street without either getting like, you know, yelled at, or I mean, you can get killed.
3: Mm, so not in this country anymore.
4: You can. It still happens.
3: Not like it was in the 90s. It's totally I, different now. I mean, you know, I live in a, in a, small, I live in a small town of about 20,000 people. And the city near me is 40,000. And there's guys and girls walk hand in hand down the street. And it's, it's an old Civil War town here. Basically, I mean, when it was founded well it's
5: it's okay now, I think things have changed now, but we have an element coming into our culture that runs very counter
0: mm-hmm. to
5: that type of acceptance of the gay community, and it scares me it scares uh... me because I'm jewish it scares me because I'm the parent of a gay child and um we're getting off topic, but it's not safe. It's not safe.
3: It's not safe for anyone.
5: No, it's not. And I would really like to see all the communities kind of acknowledging that there is a bigger problem and that people really need to pull together regardless of your politics because mm-hmm. things have really changed. Not the America I grew up in, and that makes me really sad. But yeah. at the same time, I have a lot of hope that there's still people that remember what America was and can try and help America get back and even better.
3: Yeah, I I, I think so. I, I think we're starting to see some of that. Um, but you know, that was the point of doing this podcast was to get. perspectives of different people about pride. Because when you're talking about um, trying to fight an enemy, and let's say that's exactly what it is, is an enemy that's coming in, that Mm -hmm. is going to strip you of every right you have if you're continually providing the world with a view uh, as pride is today with the sex, the drugs, the promiscuity, um, you know, and all the things that, that come along with it. Yeah. You know, is it a good thing or a bad thing? You know, and that's, well, I, think I you,
4: mean, I think, think, think it's a, a good thing. I mean, try to think and of itself is a good thing. I think what people do with pride is not a good thing.
3: That's fair. And I would love to see it return to what it used to be, you know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. But before we wrap things up, you know, I'll let you both take the time. Is there something that you want to say or a final statement you'd like to make?
4: Um, I would say that everyone, regardless if you or, are, has a choice every day about who you want to be, how you want to treat people, how you want to present yourself to the world, and, you know, what you want to do for your country, for yourself, for your neighbor. And I think everyone just needs to take that uh, that moment a day to like, ask yourself that question: Who am I? What? what choices am I going to make today? Um, are they good choices? Am I helping myself? Am I hurting myself? Am I hurting other people? And you know, really ask like, you know, what? Where does this all go? Where does this get me? And I think that's the individual work everyone needs to do. That will help every community. Um, Come together and return to what we want. You know, having people be friendly, respectful, and really and the pride that we have in these gay people, but also with Americans.
3: Yeah, Barbara, what do you think?
5: I'm sitting here thinking I can't top that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Those were fairly wise words. So yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. But, but he's right, and I'm gonna leave that with with what he said. Um, Gay community, the heterosexual community, we all have a lot of work to do to making us better as a human community. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one thing I would like to say to anyone out there that's going to listen to this, that is not, does not know a gay person, I hope you have the blessing and the opportunity to do so because um, they're just like anybody else and they make their greatest friends they really do and um, they have the same pain they have the same hopes and dreams
0: and,
5: and it would be nice if we can get back to accepting each other as a fellow human being
3: Well, Dustin, Barbara, thank you so much for joining me today on the American Perspective. We'll take a quick break and we'll be back with our discussion panel in just a moment. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the American Perspective. The second part of this series will air next week. Stay tuned for more information and don't forget to check us out on the website www.americanperspectiveshow.com.